As we hunker down in social distance, this American Dice played a one-on-one -on -one campaign of Dungeons and Dragons, quote, the world's greatest role-playing game, unquote. Today, this American Dice brings you the second episode of Dragon of Icepire Peak from the D&D Essentials Kit. In this episode, we'll be treated to not one, but two original songs by your favorite halfling bard, Serafina Tealeaf. Hopefully, they'll help heal little wing baby. But hey, why does that wing baby need healing anyway? Just about a ten day ago, far up in the Sword Mountains, the winds from the impossible summer blizzard howled across the mouth of a cave. There was a mama in that cave, and there was a little cub too. Manticores. Kind of like winged lions, but worse. All spines and teeth, but faces just human enough to give you nightmares. But that don't mean they don't love their family. You have to be brave, my little wing baby. Mama only's going to be gone for a little bit, and I'll bring back some yummy dinner. Would you like that, all warm and bloody? Cub nodded and smiled with more teeth than I'd like. That mama licked her cub with her scratching tongue that'd take your skin off until he started purring. Then, almost in a blur, she ran out the mouth of the cave and took flight on huge, leathery wings. Cub licked his own paw, thinking of all the things his mama might bring back and tried not to shiver in the dark. He almost fell asleep. Almost. But something outside woke him right up. Even a cub knows only one creature makes a sound like that. A dragon. we left and we're looking at the uh, town master's hall quest board in the town of Fandolin with your friends Inverna Nightbreeze and Shinjian Kwan. So you're looking over there's two quests posted. I think you'd hear <laughs> wow assuming you turn around the three of you there's a group of like five people there. They look like a rough type of crowd. I picked out Game of Thrones characters that they're played by. So okay. imagine, remember Ygritte? Mm. Like, you know nothing, Jon yes. Snow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's kind of, she's the one who kind of scoffed and she has her hands crossed and kind of looking over to this. Um, 
Next to her is this very tall woman, blonde hair, like pulled way too tight back into her head. She's got like uh, the thing she's wearing. She also everyone has a big traveling backpacks, but she has like furs and stuff lining her um, like neck and everything. Um, definitely Brienne of Tarth, this lady, and she's kind of just standing back, kind of watching this go on without saying anything. There's another person, kind of a uh, overweight kind of person in a bunch of like robes and things mm-hmm. um he's kind of doing this with his eyebrows like one's up and one's down kind of considering mm-hmm. and he would be played by uh the spider i think well oh, maybe he has his like hands in his sleeves you know like friar tuck kind of mm-hmm. he kind of looks like friar tuck too to be honest the fourth of this five person crew has like a bunch of scars on him like he kind of just you can see in his eyes he kind of just wants to beat the shit out of the three of you just because you haven't said anything but he's just back there just like sizing you up just like almost licking his lips in anticipation of like i can i can beat these people up this is gonna be amazing this is played by brawn and lastly in the back um is another person with like a shaved head he's wearing like kind of cloaks it's hard to read him he might even be kind of just shifting his weight between one foot and the other kind of back and forth he's got all these black cloaks on and it, he is played by worm tongue if you can picture all those actors this group is kind of behind you and that woman um the redhead walks past the three of you almost like pushes past you as if you're not even there and just kind of looks at these two quests um just for the audience one is dwarven excavation and the other says umbridge hill and they're kind of she's reading over this with her finger you know and she's like Ugh, um, wow, 25, and this one 50 gold pieces, and she looks back to her friends, and she's like, barely worth our time, I can't believe we've come here, and then, I think the one, the overweight kind of guy, you know who I'm talking about, the spider, um, it's just like, well, <laughs> gold pieces are gold pieces, ma'am, and seems like pretty easy, and that tall woman just kind of says easy beneath us and he's like <laughs> gold is gold like i say it's fine and oh these these fine folks they might um be able to help and then that lady the redhead kind of looks as if noticing you for the first time it's like these three are pathetic leave these quests to them let's go back to the the sleeping giant and she kind of just starts walking away, and the other the other ones kind of follow slowly behind her, maybe apprehensively. And the the one guy, the spider, is just like, <laughs> please forgive her. We're <laughs> just arriving here ourselves. But please, good luck to to all, to all three of you. Yes, hopefully we'll see each other again. And he kind of salutes and kind of walks away. And the last person to leave is the real silent one, the one in cloaks, played by Wormtongue, just kind of just kind of squints his eyes. And after the the other four have walked away, without saying anything, he just turns around and walks away too. The three of us aren't there to to fight other people or, or deal with this drama, so they're I feel that they're just going to kind of hang back and move out of their way, especially since they don't want to they don't want to deal with these people. They just kind of let them walk by. And I'm sure Inverna is just, like, taking note of who's who. And then uh, Feeney walks up to the board and 
looks at the two of them and says, well, we've got the Umbridge Hill. And while that does seem like a worthy cause, I think that we should help the dwarf. Inverna, just kind of, again, dramatically without looking at you. It's just like, yeah, that, uh, that dwarf we talked to, uh, was named Rockseeker. Yeah, he said he was a historian, but dressed more like a miner. And, you know, there's one thing about miners. They got some gold. Just for reference, what was the other one about? What's the summary for that? The Umbridge Hill, there's a local midwife uh, who lives by herself in a stone windmill. Um, since the dragon sightings are common now, it's not safe for her to be by herself. So we have to go and urge her to return to the town. And then once she's safe in the town, then we claim the reward. Yeah. Cool. Southwest then, right? So if we're in Phandalin, we're going southwest. Yeah. So like back to Lelon. Oh yeah, back to where the dragon is, huh? How am I supposed to know how far that is? It just says southwest. Yeah, so I think you just head out kind of in the morning. So are these mountains, these thingies? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it says right there. Those are mountains. So we'd be in these mountains that are close to Leylon, but not Leylon, just the mountains around Leylon. But yeah, so I think, so I kind of want you to make a roll, right? So you specifically said you were trained in survival. So um, you don't have a horse, you don't have anything. So just kind of to make your own trail, I think I, I want to ask you to, to make a survival roll to see how well that goes. 16. Oh, man, incredible. Because you rolled so well, I think, um, as you're kind of traveling out, you maybe you notice kind of a like a foothill or foot trail kind of. Yeah, so you got like a hex or two down, and you see like a giant windmill. And you're like, wait a second. Umbridge Hill we're looking for a windmill mm-hmm. is basically on the way a shadow goes over like falls over you okay maybe you have a flashback again to when there was no sun and you looked up in the sky and you just saw like the white on the in the black sky of the the ice dragons there and for a second you think it's it's that and you kind of shake your head again and realize you're back in the present and you see it's like some other horrifying like creature flying like it looks kind of like a dragon but it's got like bat wings and it's a big beast and kind of flies over to this uh, windmill but you can easily you can tell pretty fast that it's a it's wounded or something because it kind of crashes almost and is kind of terrorizing this windmill it seems like it's trying to fly around it to kind of get at the top but it can't quite get as high as it needs to be or get like enough momentum so it seems like this windmill's in like big trouble I think Shanjan is, um, you're probably having, you probably already realized it before he did, but he's like, oh no, that must be the midwife. And there's some kind of monster attacking her. Praise Timora that we we fell upon this when we did. He kind of starts already walking over. And Inferno's just like, oh, that goddamn kid. Well, it's already on the way, so we might as well just go ahead and help the local midwife. She's all by herself, and I don't know what kind of creature that is, so... So, you kind of come across this, there's, um, 
this uh, this crazy creature you can't really see it right now, but it's kind of scratching at the the stone of this big windmill. And there's all these like stone formations that on this hill nearby. But yeah, I think from the it's a oh just a three story windmill, so not super high, but relatively high. And there's this woman at the top. Um, I think she's throwing rocks down. She's like, get out of here, leave, shoo, and uh, she's throwing it down at this uh, this creature. And so this creature is like as big as a horse or a little bit bigger. So like a, maybe like a huge lion, like a giant state fair horse. <laughs> maybe <laughs> is that are those bigger than normal? They're like a Clydesdale. Okay, yeah, like a Clydesdale, probably, but like a feline. Clydesdale lion. Yeah, exactly. My favorite kind of lion. It's um, big. And it's got these huge wings, like bat wing kind of things, or dragon wings, like those kind of things. Is this one's sort of weird griffin? It kind of looks like a griffin. Um, and you notice it kind of maybe spreads them for a moment to maybe try and take off again, but you notice there's a lot of like holes in it. Like a, it looks like they've been like scratched. Like one of them in particular is like almost in tatters. It's like scratched up, so that's probably why it can't fly that well. Um, it's got this big long, like a uh, weird like almost monkey tail. It's like swirling around behind it, and uh, it's got all these spikes on the end, which is bizarre. Um, it's got like a mane of. Uh, like oh. it, you realize it's it's almost like a porcupine mane instead of a like a hair mane, so like extra. Sp- spikes as it, in addition to on its tail and maybe as you approach it kind of looks back at you like it turns its head and it looks like it's almost wearing a mask at first you think of like a you know those cherub like the like a scary like fat angel baby it looks almost like that at first um like a, a real pale like face in the middle of this like this spine mane like almost like crowned by this these weird thorny spines coming out of it and it just says, "Get out of here! This one's mine." And it goes back up on its like hind legs and just kind of rakes down on this stone, and it kind of just makes huge scratches in the stone. Like, given a few hours, it could probably scratch through the stone of this windmill. What do you do? Um, I have my dagger in my right hand or my left hand, and then I think I'm going to have my right hand on my rapier. Um, at this point, because now I'm realizing that this creature is not just hurt, but it's also trying to attack a, a Dabra. Yeah, it looks like. Um, or at least, yeah, attack a Dabra. Because, I mean, it wants what's inside of the tower. Or the windmill. Um, yeah, and in fact... Um, oh, do you want to try... Um either a perception which is kind of like how well you can see what's going on or an insight to kind of get like a gut feeling about what's going on do you want to try and roll one of those i think i want to try figuring out why this creature is attacking um a dabra yeah that sounds like an insight are you good at insight yeah sure shanjan um comes over and puts his hand down on your shoulder and it's just like Wait, do you see it's, its face? I don't. I've never seen this, but it looks like maybe it's just a like a baby. And wait, look, I can see its ribs. It must be starving. And with that information, 
go ahead and roll with advantage. So you can roll 2d20 and take your best. Oh, so you can ditch the 4 and take the 13 instead. And actually, oh, here, here's what I'll give you. I think maybe you notice the, like this, the, its wing that's uh, kind of messed up. You know, it's like, wait, that looks like... You think back on your uh, the dragons you saw, and it's like, that could be like a dragon scratch that attacked this uh, this creature. Um, and it then yells up, kind of almost like trying to climb up this windmill. Your, your potions, woman. Give me your potions. I need them. Uh. And the, the woman up there is just like, potions are only for paying customers. And she throws a couple, maybe like just empty bottles and they shit. Like he easily dodges them, this creature. Like maybe I can heal his like wing so that he doesn't have to try to get like potions from her and then he won't eat her. Yeah, that's fascinating. I like that. Yeah, do you want to do that? Do you want to do it? Um, I mean, he's not really paying attention to you, this creature. Take out my magical ukulele and like play something to distract it to look at me. And then say, creature, leave this woman alone. She is special to the community. I will heal your broken wing so that you've no need for her potions but in return you must fly away and I will uh, in addition throw you some of my rations to nourish you before you go hmm I like that that's pretty good is there any even a chance that he would not do that probably not I think so he's like trying to get up maybe he does like get off the ground at least with his claws into this stone um and lifts up for a second especially with its wings kind of flapping behind it the what's left of them um it gets like a foot or two i mean probably like four or five feet off the ground before it falls back down just in a heap and then you say this and it kind of looks at you with this creepy mask baby face and uh gallops over to you in these like lion claws and everything, talons, um, and it flaps its wings to kind of go even faster, and it stops like you. Just kind of looks down at you, and uh, and it's terrifying because it's like a baby looking at you. Hmm. And and how how can I be sure of the, your promise then? I have seen marks such as yours on your wings before. And I have... It kind of lifts up its wing. It's like, yes, it hurts very bad. Mama could not protect me. I have battled the same enemy that you face. Although your mama could not protect you, I am here to help. And she, Feeny, just lifts like the side of left side of her um, like tunic up. And there's just like a big gash on the side of her that looks exactly like the the gashes on the wings of this baby thing. Who did you get slashed by the one of the dragons? Yes. Amazing. That's really cool. And then um, they kind of you know looks into the creepy baby face mask eyes and says, "I want to help you now." 
but you must leave that woman alone and promise me that if we were to ever face this same enemy again, that we'll be on the same side. Like, yes, this, and I think he, he does start like crying, it seems like. It's like, yes, this this dragon did, it, it killed Mama. It took us from our home on the mountain where there's plenty to eat. It's been so long and now, now there's been no food and he's, I tried to go back, but now I cannot fly because of my wing and you, you ground creatures, uh, if you do find this, this dragon again, I, if I'm, if I'm able to, I will avenge my, my mama, but I won't be able to unless, and he looks back up the windmill, if that greedy woman won't give me magic to heal me or, or food to sustain me. She can't use all of her flesh. Just give me a bite or two. Well, young child, you have a lot to learn about the ways of the world without your mama. But I promise you that this poor old woman can't do anything for you. Once you eat her, you won't be satiated. You'll need to eat again. And without your wings, you won't be able to fly and find any more food. But I am offering you the assistance that you need to heal your wound. And I'm also going to give you some of my rations so that you will be sustained for at least a few weeks. And I think especially when you mention food, it starts like pacing around like a cat. You can hear it from, even though it's several feet away, you can hear it's like belly rumbling. Yes, I do need food. It's so... So trying, it's hard to hunt myself. My mama was only teaching me, and she got the food most of the time. And now there's no way. There's so much things to eat on the mountain, and I'm chill trying to find things to eat here. It's so hard. It's true. And then it kind of stops and looks at Senjin. It's like, this one, this is your ration. I, I could be satiated. This like disgusting tongue, like black tongue, comes out and kind of. It's like pointed and kind of licks like like the mask mouth, and Sinjin's just like ah, kind of looks at you. I know you won't believe this, but with this rations that I will give you, you will be able to eat a few portions, and and you you won't need to eat any of my friends or these humans. You need to only feed on the wildlife and the. Neverwinter would. <laughs> mm-hmm. But humans aren't what you seek. We're only here. Humans and halflings and elves and ground creatures are not what you seek. You only need to eat those animals in the forest. Your mama is not here, but I'm here to help you. And in return, you must leave our kind alone. Uh, still pacing around and then kind of stops and does the cat thing where puts his paws out. Oh, I mean the Sphinx, basically, in Egypt, you know, puts his paws out and puts his head down like animalistic, kind of. And then, um, so he's, like, his belly's on the ground, you know? And he just kind of rolls over and just, like, looks at you upside down. She's like, well, fine, if you want to be, if you want to feed me like Mama, then I guess that's acceptable. But, but where's the food? 
So Beanie reaches into her pack and pulls out a few of her beef jerky rations. Mm-hmm. And, it's and this like, is like a whole whole day of food, so it's probably a good chunk of yeah. jerky, right? Yeah, it's like a big at least at least like a big bag of jerky. And um I promise you, baby monster, that <laughs> no matter what, I will be here to assist you, but you must leave all the ground creatures alone. And only feed on the goats and wildlife of the Winterwood, Neverwinterwood. And I will heal you. But again, when you grow big and strong, if we need your assistance with the White Dragon, we will form a side together. And uh, takes out the ration and dumps it into the monster's mouth. And it's very Harry Potter-esque, you know? Like, you can approach this, like, really big monster. And you can see as it's, like, opening its weird mouth, like the mask mouth, that's just full of, like, all these razor-sharp, like, almost needle teeth, like, rows and rows of it. And if you throw a little, like, day's worth of jerky in there, just gnaws down on that. It's, like, rolls back over on its stomach and kind of stands back up and it's, like... Hmm, it's hmm, salty, but still, still good. I I liked it. Maybe like the only thing that she can reach, which isn't like hardly anything to this giant creature, is just sort of like pats like whatever little paw, like probably just be like one finger or one talon basically, and just sort of pats the paw and says, um, well. Oh, I think when you when you touch its paw too, like the fur is really bristly, the precursor of these like weird spines coming out of it, out of its mane and tail, you know. And just sort of like pats it, and then says, um, "For your favor and your your loyalty, um, you will always be my friend, and for that, I will heal your wing." Yeah. So do you want? Let's see. Let's see. You roll that. Is that a? So go ahead and roll a d4, which is that little pyramid-looking thing. Two. Two plus two is four. Pretty good. So what does this look like when you heal it? So it's through your magic, through your musical magic, I guess. So do you have to play a song, or do you just sing it, or what happens? I feel like it'd be. Um... It starts purring. Keep going. I love this. Um, and what's the what does it look like? Can you see the magic, or is it too kind of like all of a sudden, like sort of like um, little sparkly bits, like kind of start to like um, sew the wounded areas back together. So if they're like 
feathers, then the feathers would start to grow, uh, like start to regrow out of the old broken wings and just mm. kind of like, um, like out of the old broken ones, it, it would be not perfect wings because they're regrown, but they'd be like existing on the same stem in a way and just kind of like sparkly and growing bigger and bigger yeah i like that yes oh mama these they feel so much better now thank you and then starts to flap away but it's like oh ow no oh oh still tender maybe maybe later but thank you and then it kind of does the cat thing where it kind of nuzzles you you know with its like cheek basically and you're a halfling so it almost knocks you over it's a big creature thank you mama I like I like you, Grandmama. You're very nice. I'm thankful. It's a little snack and 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 flaps its wings and and this feels much better. Within a, a few days, it should be good enough to fly again, and then I can go back to and it looks back up at the windmill and she's like, "No, no, I've made a promise and I will not eat the ground people. I will only eat what was it? A goat?" A goat in the forest? Yes, I would only eat them. Give yourself a few days before you can fly, but you'll be able to soar again. And just remember to only eat the goats and the small creatures of the earth, um, the rodents and the sheep, and every now and then, you know, satiate your belly with a cow. But leave all the ground people because we are all one here together so it's it's only right that you should uh we should all work together and remember our promise that no matter what happens as your grandmama i will always be here to protect you and you to protect us my manticore mama she she could not protect me so i will protect my grandmama yes a good deal i like it and it, you can hear him like purring. Um, it looks back up the windmill. You, today is your your lucky day, stingy woman. My grandmama has protected me, and protected me. F- her, f- oh sir, she's protected some people, and you are included, I guess. But me mostly. Goodbye. Starts kind of a cat prowling away, and just looks back and just like, and mama, if you need me, please let me know. Call your wing baby. And just keep trotting away and now if you want you have this whole windmill here that now has big scratches gouges in it what are you gonna do with this woman adabra there have been white dragon sightings in your area it's not safe for you to be alone and it's certainly not safe for you to deliver any children considering you've almost been attacked by a manticore i urge you that you need to come back with me with us to Fandolin. And I think um, she was at, at the window at the top, you know, and now she kind of comes and unlocks the door, I guess, um, and opens it up and just like, oh, just come, come in, come in, come in, come in. Not that much older, like maybe like in her 40s or 50s, maybe she's got some like long silvery hair like going on. She's a regular human. And kind of, she shows you around. It's like the most boring tour you've ever seen. It's just like, okay. Yes, this is a closet. Okay, very nice. This is where you keep your herb 
boxes. Great. Okay, can we hurry this along? And she kind of sits you down at this table. She Oh, she maybe makes you lunch or whatever the equivalent is. Whatever time of day it is, I forget. Yeah, she's like, all right, and now I bet... Okay, yeah. Hold on. One minute, yes. This must have been... Myrna sent you, didn't you? Myrna from Fandolin, my sister. Well, to be quite honest with you, Miss Gwyn, we were actually on our way to help a family of dwarves, but once we saw the creature that was coming after you, we had no choice but to protect you. Thank you again. I can't... That was smart. I do like it. I think I almost had that beast to the ropes. I think that's an expression with my bottles I was throwing out, but those bottles are very expensive, so I'm very glad you came when you did. Are any of you pregnant? Uh, not at this time, but I will tell you that no matter what, myself and Shanjon here, we're healers in the War of the Silver Marches. And so I identify with you as a, another healer and those that preserve life. And that being said, I think the best thing for you to do is to pack up the, your greatest medicines and we need to take you with us to the Dwarven Excavation and head back to Falendolin. Maybe she looks at Shanjan. I've, I've been waiting for a hero for, for most of my life. But no, uh... I appreciate the offer, but I am a midwife, true, but I'm mostly an alchemist. And I come here, um, Umbridge Hill is very close to several herbs and plants that I need to, to make very potent potions. Um, kind of getting a name for that, especially I need this windmill to help me grind them up. But actually, you know what? And she kind of stands up, and I think you've already eaten, you know? It's like just the plates are left. Um, but she stands up and kind of goes to another room and comes back and she's like I think you three have earned this on the house she kind of sets down this bottle and it is a special potion and she's like this one's on the house and while I do agree that there might be a a dragon here it's in my best interest to stay here and keep making these potions because if people might be injured threatened by this dragon just like that that poor pathetic creature that you saved me from. Well, I guess I should keep making these potions. In fact, if you need any, please visit me back here and I can... Well, Miss Gwyn, I understand that you need to be around these herbs. But if you're in Fandolin, that's very easily a half a day's walk for more. We barely got here in a few hours. The problem that you're not understanding is that your house is in complete disarray and rubble. You're living in this tower and a giant creature has already come to destroy you and I understand that you believe that you could have taken him and I believe you too. But the facts are he would have likely eaten you otherwise. So for your safety you need to come with us. To be honest I need this windmill to grind up the herb so I can make more potions. If I leave this windmill well, no potions will be able to be made no matter how many herbs I have. Can I try to charm her to get her back to the <sighs> town? Yeah, if you want to cast a spell on her, you definitely can. You can try to persuasion, too, if you're if you're trying to convince her. Yeah, you, either one works. I think that's okay. I'll 
just wait for my second spell. So yeah, go ahead. I feel like um. Thirteen plus two. So you got it exactly. So I think. If anything, I could just. I feel like I could just say like, you can go back to your windmill whenever you want, but there are plenty of strong people in the village. They can help you grind up all of your herbs. Um, and as soon as the threat of the dragon is out of the area, you can easily return back and even hire people to help you rebuild your home and your windmill. But for now, the, the time being, the town needs you. And she's like, well, um, it seems like a lot, a lot to do about nothing, but um, this windmill's not going anywhere. It's survived several centuries before I, I moved in. But I won't be able to make new potions, but I do have some supplies, some back supply. I can, I guess I can just pack them up and especially if, if you three can help me move them back to Fandolin, I guess I can relocate for a little bit. It's been a while since I've seen my sister and my little nephew Pip. I promise you that your return to Fandolin will be welcomed with thanks and praise there are many babies waiting to be born, and... Inferno just makes a face. You you would truly be a an asset to the town more than anything, and, and I am so thankful that you're coming back with us. Um, well, if, if you're in a hurry, I mean, I can just stay here and you can catch me on your way back. There's lots to pack a pack in. We can move forward to the Dwarven Excavation, but... As soon as we return, we all must go back to Fandolin, and that's not that's not a question, Miss Gwyn. Is, huh? Take your time to um, pack up your things and gather more herbs in your garden, and then we immediately, uh, once we bring the dwarves back, we'll go right back to Fandolin. All right. Um, all right. Uh... I'll I'll go ahead and grind up as much uh, of these herbs I can before you come back too. So take your time. I think we should pick that up next time, right? Sound good? Sure. Because when you complete a quest, you get to level up one. Oh my god! So we can level up between the session and next. And great job! You did first thing of D and D. You excited? Thank you. You want to play us out? <laughs> do the do the repraise of the heal heal little wing baby.
to a dark alley. What? <laughs> We're gonna make plans to kill a dragon. <laughs> it's a secret plan. <laughs> To kill a dragon. I'm sorry, we're ready the song. <laughs> heal those little wings, baby. You gonna heal those little wings. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Ice Spire Peak Part 2. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealeaf and David as the Dungeon Master. Austin helped with the opening. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help this American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review we receive on air in a funny voice. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice, and remember... Wash your hands and wear a mask. Heal, baby wing, heal. Heal, baby wing, heal. Thank you, Mama. Heal, baby wing, heal. <laughs> yes, I love this. Turns his head and it looks like it's almost wearing a mask at first. You think of like a, you know those cherub, like the, like a scary, like fat angel baby, or, or maybe like the, uh, the theater masks, you know, mm-hmm. it's like happy and scared or mad or whatever, or sad. I don't know what drama it's is. It's just happy and sad. Happy and sad. There it is. It looks Com- so- It's comedy and tragedy. Thank you.